Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At this hour, after a long and dramatic day that saw a few delays and a personal intervention by President Joe Biden, 13 additional Israeli hostages have been released by Hamas, and both parties have promised to continue tomorrow with the third round. But in the interim, the White House is trying to figure out how to push this truth forward into a lasting peace. Ah, yes. At MSDNC, their their chief go-to journalist, their Walter Cronkite, is the Reverend Al Charlatan. What more need be said about them as a news organization? His co-anchor should be Tawana Brawley. Let's dance. Ah, yes. Well, the uh, long Thanksgiving weekend, which was wonderful for me and I hope was wonderful for you, didn't slow the left down in the United States. They've joined the jihad, and they're serious about it. They're hunting a teacher in New York, New York City, that's had to go into hiding because she showed up at a pro-Israel rally and and, uh, you know, they're not on our side. How many times have I said that, Michael? They're not on our side. They're definitely not on our side. These people are not on our side. They are called Democrats. But remember, the Democratic Party isn't. And they're not liberals. They're leftists. And that makes all the difference in the world. Here is the uh, radical left-wing extremists group Mediaite. Biden privately confronted by prominent Muslim Americans after dismissing Gaza death toll. I don't think he dismissed the Gaza death toll, but, you know, the truth is not really their thing. Quote, I'm disappointed in myself. Joe Biden is disappointed in himself. It shouldn't be about this. He should be uh, disappointed in himself, but not necessarily about this. Privately confronted by prominent Muslim Americans. How dare you dismiss the Hamas death toll? Come on. It's uh, like dismissing the, the ISIS death toll. But pay no attention. President Joe Biden, Biden privately apologized to a group of prominent Muslim Americans after he dismissed the death toll provided by Gaza's Ministry of Health. Yeah, well, that's because they lie. They're terrorists. You can't take them at their word. They are actually less trustworthy than the New York Times. Imagine being less trustworthy than the New York Times. During a press conference at the White House on October 25th, Biden voiced skepticism regarding the number of dead provided by the Gaza Health Office, adding, I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. And so for that, he had to apologize. I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging a war. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Imagine that. His comments sparked fury 
suicide bombers, truck bombers, kidnappers, terrorists from prominent Muslim Americans who met with the president the following day, according to the Washington Post, a Democrat Party front group. The five representatives of the Muslim American community criticized Biden for being insensitive, while others retold stories of civilians losing dozens of family members in Gaza. How about the hostages? You got the let all the hostages go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Criminal terrorist, war criminal terrorists. You. The number of the health ministry came under question, given it is uh, part of the Hamas government in Gaza. You think? That said, the numbers are believed to be accurate. A Washington Post fact check of Joe Biden at the time concluded the president showed, quote, excessive skepticism, end quote. Um, That doesn't mean that the Hamas numbers are accurate, mediaite, but they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. I got to tell you, this is your this is your Democrat Party today. They're a little confused. They are pro Al Qaeda. I played the audio last week. Was I think it was just last week of the? Uh, I think we were the first to play it uh, nationally too, uh, not on the internet. Of the young women and men who read the Osama bin Laden letter to America from 2002 and decided that they're with Al Qaeda because the Democrats have groomed them not just for transgender duty, but for joining anything that's anti-American. Amazing stuff, amazing, amazing stuff. I'm uh, telling you. Um, also, another crazy story that came out over the Thanksgiving weekend. Progressive Western women converting to Islam. This is uh, the Democrat Party trend. Progressive, left-wing, confused, brainwashed, glassy-eyed zombies, zombie apocalypse, progressive Western women converting to Islam, comma, sharing reasons on social media since 10-7, that's the attack on Israel on October 7th, Hamas attack. Activist Ayan Hirsi Ali uh, told Dana Perino on Fox News, young people are, quote, completely confused, end quote, about their identity. But the Democrats have done this to them. They've raised generations of people who are gender-confused, gender-dysphoric, don't know if they're straight or gay, don't know if they're men or women, don't know if Western civilization is good or worth saying anything good about, don't like the United States of America, and think that any enemy of the West is something to be praised because they were raised by the left. A growing number of young progressive Western women are converting to Islam, citing the Israel-Hamas war as a motivation for the conversion, and they're documenting their journey, it's a journey, on social media. Hoover Institution research fellow Ion Hersey Ali, who is just wonderful and is on a murder list herself, and her, what was her boyfriend that was murdered? Um, Because, you know, jihadis, that's what they do, they murder people. Issued a warning on the new trend, America's newsroom, Fox News arguing young women are throwing away their freedom with the decision. Ayan Hersiali said, you are converting to throw away your freedoms as a woman. That's pretty accurate. Islamic scripture, Islamic law, Sharia law, and Islamic practice is crystal clear about the position of women. 
and it is to not interfere with men. Say, don't interfere, and you're you're inferior to men as well. Your testimony is half that of a man. They don't care what you have to say. Your husband can beat you. You have absolutely no freedom, but they're converting to Islam because they've been taught to be anti-Israel because of critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion, which holds that there are only perpetrators and victims. And in this case, the victims are the Palestinian people, the terrorist groups, and therefore the perpetrators are the Israelis, and they're the bad guys. So in order to be on the side of the angels, you've got to be pro-Hamas and anti-Israel. Ayan Hirsi Ali said, everything is about your guardian having authority over you. First, your male father, then later on your male husband. And if those aren't available, even your own male son has authority over you. So if that's what they want to revert to, then good luck with that, said Ayan Hirsi Ali. But it is a, a big trend. And again, I played audio for you uh, a week, more than a week ago, I think, of these uh, people in the United States who, who read a two-page letter by Osama bin Laden and decided that they're with bin Laden. Isn't that amazing? And in the meantime, Jewish U.S. Ambassador Rahm Emanuel's mission, Michigan home defaced with anti-Semitic graffiti, spray-painting on his fence Nazis, calling Rahm Emanuel the Nazi here, and the Israelis and the Jews are the Nazis, and that's okay. Scrawled on the fence outside his Michigan home, former Obama chief campaign strategist David Axelrod posted Monday morning on X, sharing the image of the black graffiti that read Nazis. It's despicable. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's one more flashing red light. Yeah, one more. They're all over the place. Stop the hate. Stop the anti-Semitism. And I love this. And Islamophobia. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because that's not what we're talking about. So let's jump over to that raft and see how that goes. We know where it leads. Yeah, we do. And we know. I got to, you know, there's, I studied a lot of this stuff in school and uh, and out of school. Um, and people have been asking since the 1930s, the 1940s, how could Germany, a comparatively civilized culture, find itself in having fallen into the throes of the National Socialist German Workers' Party, the Socialist Workers' Party of Adolf Hitler, and the anti-Semitism. Well, we've answered that question here in the United States. And the left brainwashed generations of young Americans on college campuses and in high schools with critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion, with the notion that there are only victims and victimizers in the world, that typically the victims are people of color. POC, and women of color, WOC. Everything has to be an abbreviation, too. And that is how we find ourselves in this place where young people, in particular in the United States of America, are not only susceptible to but receptive to the idea that Israel is the terrorist state. Israel are the Nazis, and the terrorists are the victims because the Democrat Party has been 
tilling the soil on this front for quite some time. Now, at the same time, in uh, the Democrats are attacking Rahm Emanuel's house. The, the Democrats, they high school students. Now, this is a violent school in New York City full of criminals that just a— uh, Yeah, did you pull the uh, audio of the, the police officer being beaten by a gang of thugs at this high school? He's the school— the, the, the video was made with cell phones, and it's not the greatest video, but, but it's okay. And it turns out in this school in New York City, their school resource officer was attacked by a violent mob of students a couple of weeks ago and beaten to a pulp by this gang of criminals. And somehow the, the uh, police officer didn't shoot them which uh, he probably should have shot at least a couple of... You know, remember that uh, Ashley Babbitt was shot on Capitol Hill and killed for the alleged crime of trespassing. We should bring that cop up to that. You know, what's that guy's name uh, at uh, the U.S. Capitol Police? He shoots to kill. Should get him up there. He'll take care of these people in no time. But this is pretty amazing stuff. The um, a uh, city councilwoman in New York... Vicky Palladino has an X account, and she posted the uh, Department of Education shared a video with her office that students at Hillcrest High School brutally attack a uniformed police officer. And these young men are attacking the police officer, cornered him against a wall, and they're punching and kicking him and beating him, and, and the police officer is just kind of taking it. And the city councilwoman... Vicky Palladino posted this event apparently happened a week before the riot, which happened just the other day at the, the high school run by leftists. The school administration tried to cover this up, said Vicky Palladino, in the same way they tried to cover up the riot. It's clear that the administration of Hillcrest is totally compromised and either unwilling or unable to do what's necessary to provide a safe environment to their students or their faculty. Furthermore, they seem more than willing to cover up crimes committed by their students in service of a political narrative and to prevent these criminal students from facing consequences. That word consequences is one we're hearing a lot of these days. And accountability, because there is no accountability and there are no consequences in so many cases, unless you cross the Bidens, in which case the FBI will be at your doorstep in no time at all. Were it not brought to the attention of my office, Vicky Palladino said, this may have remained covered up. And who knows what else they're hiding at this point. This cannot continue. Hillcrest High School must be shut down pending a full and thorough investigation. And the administration must be held accountable. I suspect this will never happen because, you know, now Eric Adams is facing criminal charges and the FBI is raiding people around, seizing his cell phones and his iPad and threatening him with prison for allegedly illegally taking money from the nation of Turkey through buffers like the Corleone family. Amazing. Vicky Palladino, this cannot continue in our schools. Order and discipline must be restored. We've tried, quote, progressive, end quote, education theory for far too long, and it's gotten absolutely nowhere. Our students in our city deserve far better than this. Now, Councilwoman Vicki Palladino 
uh, laid that out and posted the video of the police officer being beaten by a mob of violent criminal thugs in the high school. Probably should have been shot in the legs like Joe Biden recommends. He recommends police shoot people in the legs. Probably would have been right here. But wait till you hear what happened at this high school when a teacher went to a pro-Israel rally and was spotted with a I stand with Israel sign. Hundreds of violent criminals went to town in the school sacking and plundering the place while she had to hide and lock down because she was going to be hanging from a tree in no time at all. Democrat Democrat Party traditions die hard, don't they? Instead of anybody coming at you and the first thing you do is shoot to kill, you shoot them in the leg. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Little blood in the streets. It's up to my ankles. Blood in the streets. It's up to my knees. Democrats are loose. Let's take a phone call, Michael. Let's go to Joe calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Joseph, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, thank you for taking my call. I, I really enjoy your show and your sense of humor. <laughs> my my uh, point is this, is that I think President Biden being the weak and, uh, you know, uh, kind of mentally unstable person he is, is the Neville Chamberlain of our time. And if you recall, Neville Chamberlain, uh, according to historical notes, was uh, the uh, prime minister of England at the time. And he appeased Hitler, and, and, and according to historical facts, Hitler felt like he could get away with anything with uh, Chamberlain, and I'm wondering what you think of that. Uh, yeah, peace in our time. Neville Chamberlain came home with a piece of paper, waving it in the air, saying, peace in our time, and Hitler was laughing. His Socialist Workers' Party then went on to invade Poland on September 1st, 1939, launching uh, the Second World War. And uh, Joe Biden is our our modern version of Neville Chamberlain. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think Neville Chamberlain was as dumb as Joe Biden, though. I really well, don't. That's probably true. Yeah. I don't I, think he was as oblivious. Oh, also, Joe, you're calling from Minneapolis. You know, Derek Chauvin uh, was stabbed in prison the other day, the police officer that was trying to arrest George Floyd when the Democrats started their latest religious movement. I'll update you on that, too. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.
Now, I uh, I told you last week, maybe it was a week before, but I think it was last week, about a documentary film that I watched. Did we share that on uh, Al Gore's Amazing Internet on social media? I'm not sure if we did. Called The Fall of Minneapolis. The Fall, and since Joe just called from Minneapolis, a documentary film available on Al Gore's Amazing Internet, peace be upon him, called The Fall of Minneapolis. And I found it uh, at their website for The Fall of Minneapolis. Watched it for free. That's about an hour and 45 minutes long. And it was easy. Uh, usually I have to ask Michael Piercy, how, hey, you know, how do I... Uh, but uh, it was very easy, so I found it The Fall of Minneapolis, and I watched it. And it was about the uh, uh, George Floyd, the death of George Floyd, while he was being arrested and resisting arrest and yelling, I can't breathe, while they were trying to push him in the back of a police car long before he was ever even on the ground because he was tripping his brains out because he had so much fentanyl in his system that if they had found him at home dead on the floor, they just would have called it an overdose. He had methamphetamine in his system. He was fighting the police and assaulting the police and resisting arrest yet again, as he had a long history of doing. And police officer Derek Chauvin was following police procedure with the knee on his back between the shoulder blades and trying to arrest this out-of-control criminal who was once again being arrested, this time for counterfeit, passing counterfeit bills to a poor immigrant family trying to run a business in Minnesota. I think they're out of business. I think that the Democrats drove them out of business and they might have fled to go back to wherever they came from because the left is here. But in any event, uh, uh, police officer Derek Chauvin, who was innocent, and uh, George Floyd, who was guilty, Derek Chauvin was sent to jail for 22 years, for 22 years, to prison for 22 years. You know, you can shoot and kill children in Washington, D.C., and not get 22 years in prison. But setting that aside, police officer Derek Chauvin was stabbed in prison over the Thanksgiving weekend and nearly murdered, and police say that it was done by a Democrat. There's a Democrat because the prisons are full of Democrats because they, they commit almost all of the crimes in America. Railroaded Derek Chauvin's foes will stop at nothing to punish ex-cop as he's nearly killed in prison. Miranda Devine at the New York Post. And then I'll get back to the violent Democrats in New York, out in the streets, in the high school, and in the, on the Manhattan Bridge yesterday, Sunday, Thanksgiving weekend. Demented, dangerous gang of vile, violent criminals, and um, genocidal anti-Semites. That's in the mainstream of the Democrat Party now, too. I guess it's no surprise Derek Chauvin has been stabbed almost to death in prison, Miranda Devine writes. The Minneapolis cop convicted of murdering George Floyd in 2020 has been thoroughly scrubbed of his personhood, yet alone his rights. Nobody bothered to tell him or his family or his lawyers that another inmate had attacked him Saturday. Despite being the most notorious ex-cop in America, he wasn't protected from violent prisoners. The fact that 
He was even in the ill-run federal prison in Tucson, Arizona, 1,638 miles from his family, speaks volumes. He could hardly be further from home. Chauvin is more reviled than all the pedophile rapists and sadistic serial killers in that land because someone was needed to embody the myth of systemic police racism that fueled the Democrats' 2020 campaign and created a frightening atmosphere of chaos and lawlessness that helped dislodge Donald Trump from the White House. It's true that it's all part of the Democrat Party's political hit job on America. In the wake of George Floyd's death, anarchists were given the green light to riot, burn, loot, and kill in an orgy of anti-cop violence that threatened to engulf the country. I think it did engulf the country for the most part. My city was burned and looted, and it's still being looted. And now carjackings and street crimes are much higher, and homicides are at, what, a 30-year high? I think a 30-year high in Washington, D.C. And uh, the Democrats are entirely responsible for this. The corrupt political manipulators who engineered the unrest and the cowardly agents of the state who staged the courtroom railroading of Chauvin. And again, I would recommend watching The Fall of Minneapolis because you'll see the evidence and how much evidence the judge disallowed from the courtroom is truly extraordinary. Uh, Like, for example, the fact that what Officer Chauvin did was precisely what he was trained to do in the police academy. Kind of a big deal. Did you watch it? It's And they lay all of this out in this documentary film. You can watch on the internet for free. I watched it on my iPad, The Fall of Minneapolis. Very easy. And uh, and now he's been uh, stabbed. He was stabbed in prison. And he survived, but it was obviously an attempted murder. And um, the news media is not covering it. I watched MSNBC this morning. They weren't uh, talking about it. That's not something they... They cover, they don't talk about that. Liz Cullen is the woman that produced the uh, the documentary film, The Fall of Minneapolis. And uh, it's an important political and cultural document because it speaks to the corruption, political, journalistic, moral, ethical, cultural corruption that our country is struggling with or not, as the case may be today. The United States Supreme Court last week refused Derek Chauvin's long-shot request to review his 2021 murder conviction. I think it has not made its way through the court system yet, at least that's my hope. And if that's not the case, then members of the Supreme Court should watch this documentary film, The Fall of Minneapolis, to witness all of the evidence that was excluded from the courtroom, from the courtroom proceeding Um just amazing. His lawyers argue he's been denied a fair trial because Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill refused to move to a venue outside of Minneapolis despite massive pre-trial publicity and the prejudice uh, impact of angry mobs outside the courthouse, casting, uh, causing jurors rather to express fear for their own safety. That would uh, seem to be cause enough for uh, taking another look at it. On uh, right on its face, but but never mind all that. Just extraordinary. Now let's get to the crazy, violent Democrat mobs in New York City over the over the weekend. Um, 
Just uh, just amazing stuff. David, let's use Joe Biden first because he's such a nitwit. We should use uh, nitwit president of the United States. This guy is, yeah, uh, it's insulting to compare him to Neville Chamberlain because it's insulting to Neville Chamberlain. Neville Chamberlain. Neville Chamberlain was a much more intelligent and serious and honorable person. He had one of the great gaffes of the 20th century. Hey, here it is. Peace in our time. Big dope. Meeting with the Socialist Workers Party chief in, in Deutschland. So here's Joe Biden over the weekend. And uh, this one was funny. He starts with, I can't prove what I'm about to say. And then he says what he's about to say, which he can't prove. But he's claiming that he's doing real good. And MSNBC is peddling this, too. I heard them this morning. He says, because I'm so good at what I do and what we're doing here. um, Gosh, this really could have been worse. It would have been worse if it weren't for me doing all the great work that I'm doing. I cannot prove what I'm about to say. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Right. Well, how many years into this idiot's presidency are we? Because the Trump administration did establish peace agreements with three or four Arab Muslim countries and Israel before President Trump left office, and they were on the precipice of establishing a peace agreement with Israel and Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia officially recognizing Israel's right to exist. And now Joe Biden is, I can't prove what I'm about to say. And nobody has come forward and said, oh yeah, we were this close to a peace deal with Saudi Arabia. Another, I can't prove this, but the reason they attacked Hamas on October 7th is because I was so close to a peace deal that was top secret and nobody knew about it and we weren't talking about it and nobody was talking about it, but we were so close, but Hamas knew about it. See, they knew about it. They wanted to derail it because Joe Biden and his peace uh, thing. Just uh, just amazing. And uh, Joe Biden has this bizarre fixation with railroads. Remember when he told us he was going to build railroad across the Indian Ocean? and uh, Across the ocean. And the Pacific Ocean is going to go across the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean because, you know, there's something about a train that's magic. And he used to ride Amtrak. This is what we hear. And he used to pretend that he knew the names of all the, the Amtrak employees until somebody went and interviewed him and said, no, no, that's not true. But Joe Biden was going to build trains across the Indian Ocean and across the Pacific Ocean because he's magic. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. You might go off script if you keep going about building a train, uh, the Pacific and across the Indian Ocean. And wow, that's genius. Why didn't we think of that? And here's Joe Biden over the weekend saying that in California, the uh, you know the trains that and he's gonna during the uh, G20 summit that uh, there was more talk of trains this time across the Middle East. So 
so they could blow up trains now. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago. I may recall. I was able to get a resolution, a, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into, into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. What? The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, what? that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. What are you talking about? It's not a railroad. It's an underground tunnel. I'm going to build a railroad, and it got a resolution. It's not a resolution, but a statement passed. You don't pass a statement, and there was no resolution to build from Riyadh, which is the in Saudi Arabia, to Saudi Arabia. It's already in Saudi Arabia. Then he explains it's not a railroad, uh, but it's an underground tunnel. It's going to go all the way to Europe. Um, okay. Uh, all of this is just fiction, but his brain is so broke, it's a no good, that brain of his. Boy, I cannot sh- prove what I'm about to say. Cannot prove. And then, but there's not a train, it's an underground tunnel, and it's from Riyadh to Saudi Arabia. Riyadh is in Saudi Arabia. It's the capital you're going to build a train from there all the way to Europe. Well, not a train. What are you talking about? You saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into into Saudi Arabia, Israel, yeah. etc., and all the way up to Europe. It's a short not trip. The, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. What? Pipeline, but it's, and then an underground railroad? <laughs> it's not a railroad. It's a... It's a pipeline, and, you know, this is not going to be on 60 Minutes. This is not going to be on the ABC World News Tonight or on uh, uh, This Week with uh, Clinton Administration official. Isn't that what it's, is that what it's called now? And um, just, uh, just amazing. It's, it's not a railroad. It's a pipeline, but it's underground, and it's from Riyadh to Saudi Arabia. It's like saying it's going to go from Kansas to Kansas, um, not the not the railroad, but it'd be an underground pipeline and then railroad, and then railroad. Oh, okay, thanks. <clears throat> now I feel better. Honestly, he's the president of the United States. He's a Democrat. Just extraordinary. Then he carjacked somebody. That was kind of weird, wasn't it? <laughs> That's just, uh, that's extraordinary. All right, I have a, uh, a Trump administration official, the National Security Council, talking about uh, the hostages being released. And we've got violence in New York on the Manhattan Bridge. Violence in a Queens high school hunting down a uh, presumably Jewish school teacher at this high school. A riot, hundreds of miscreants inside a high school, the Democratic Party must be stopped. That's coming up. I cannot prove what I'm about to say. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... 
Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Well, the news media is obsessed with three Palestinian men who were shot in Vermont by a white man. But I just took a look at crime stats in D.C. and Chicago and Memphis from the Thanksgiving weekend, and the media don't care about any of those. Why is that, I wonder? Hmm, curious. Let's, uh, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. Let's go to John calling from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Crazy world. Just be just glad to be part of it. All right. So you and I have had the privilege of traveling the world. I mean, I've not been all over the world like you have. But if you go to these places where socialism is, they eat their own. And that's what's happening to Eric Adams. I lived in Manhattan in the 90s when uh, Giuliani cleaned that whole place up. But here's the thing with Eric Adams. They're going to eat that guy alive, and you know that. Yep. And, and, and the reason, here's what happens in these socialist countries. As you've seen, as you've traveled, South America especially, there's one man left standing, and that's the, that's the deal. Who, who's going to who's be the Mao Zedong or whoever is going to, take over their country and rule the whole thing. And that's socialism. That's, that's the left. And that's what they do. They eat their own. And that's what these leftists are seeing right now. Yeah, I don't know if they see or if it registers with them. I don't know if they see anything. It's happening right in front of them, but they never seem to realize anything, do they? No, they, they don't. And, and that's the thing is that they're going to be eaten alive when they – when they go against the, you know, the, the regime. And so nobody's expendable. I mean, everybody's expendable, I should say. Yeah. But anyway, that you, you, you travel the world and you've seen it. There's no middle class in those countries. And that's what they, that's what ends up happening in these countries. There's no middle class. It's either the very rich and the very poor. And that's kind of what's happening here. The ruling class and the cannon fodder. Yes. Now, what you say, John, reminds me of some audio that we have today of a guy uh, who lives in San Francisco, California. And he was talking this morning about how he's traveled all over the world. And, uh, and now he lives in San Francisco. And wait till you hear how he compares San Francisco to the various places he's been around the world. Since you brought that up, John, I want to get to him next. It's telling.
the Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 